It's the new Utah podcast coming at you live, recorded from the studio. Uh oh, are you on? Oh, I'm on. Are you on? Jess is not on. Jess is not on. Turn yourself up. Did you? Oh, you got to go back to the other mic. Remember, we that mic's unplugged. You know what? Just switch. Oh, that'll work. Do that. Isn't that the guest mic? Yeah, but remember, I never changed the cords, and I said uh, as long as you didn't fuck up the mics that you used last time. But I think Jess put the other one back. No, I think I did. I did. Oh, someone did. It was not me. Um, just unplug the cord off the back of it. Well, okay. Yeah, that cord's crap anyway. Got to get a new one. I fucking remembered to order them today, <laughs> so that was useful. Um, so they'll be here next week. Um, but uh, yeah. Fuck, I'm coming in hot. I need to turn this down. Yeah, you're loud. God. You're, you're loud. Fucking yelling into the microphone. Uh, my mom's loud. I'm on like my fourth energy drink for the day. I'm looking <laughs> at Facebook and I, your brother's memory just popped up seven years ago. My first outing after the joint. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to dinner with him tomorrow. I know, me too. So uh, he's here in town doing some uh, advanced management training for the McDonald's. So... Um, there's that. My brother is a, uh, for those of you that don't know who I have not told about my brother, um, he's a three-time prison convict. Uh, not like jail. Like, he's been to jail. Fuck, I don't even think he knows how many times he's been to jail. <laughs> uh, he's been convicted three different times of felony offenses and served uh, federal prison time uh, three different three different times. So, Does he have a punch pass? Uh, I mean, like, <laughs> he is the the definition of a re- revolving door criminal. Um, I will say this, though, whoever he, the, the, whoever he's with, I know her name. Her name's Misty. Um, but the the woman that he's with now has, like, straightened the shit out of him. That's like, good. He is, he's really cleaned up his life. Um, and that's not an easy task when you're a three-time convicted felon. Like, it's a good thing they didn't try to work at Dairy Queen, though, because they always find out. No, that's Baskin-Robbins. Or Baskin-Robbins. God, you don't even fucking know the movie anymore. That was fault. Yeah, Guess we're going to have to put it on when you're helping with the stairs this weekend. Two was good. What? Oh, Ant-Man vs. Wasp? Ant-Man and Wasp. Yeah. That was yeah. really good. The two was great. Yeah, I saw I that a couple weeks it. ago. That's really good. Yeah. So anyway, so episode one twenty eight. <laughs> yeah, oh, it is episode one twenty eight. Um, we are your hosts. I'm Chris. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jessica. I'm Bree. They were like both <laughs> not interested in saying who they were, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh well, shit, one of Bree's us has got to a say mouthful it. of grapes. <laughs> I'm eating again. On the mic, like a son of a bitch. Way to go. It's election night. It is election night. As, um, as we record. I was talking about how fucking nerdy I am uh, earlier before we started recording and how I would actually just watch like election coverage on, say, CNN with my laptop out going through the election results all night if... And I would do it by myself, but if there was a group of like-minded individuals who were that interested in the election and would sit with me and, and have discussions with me, that would be a fantastic night for me. So, uh, much like the general election was a couple of years ago, disappointing as it was, it was still really cool to be able to talk like like numbers and statistics with like-minded individuals. At the, so, at the I remember for the last election... We didn't record on election night, but it was around. I remember you had your big TV up on silent with the, all of the election stuff rolling as we recorded last year. Oh, yeah. In the, uh, in in the, other, in in the, the office. office instead of in the uh, studio. In the orifice. I guess we could put a we could put a TV in here if we really wanted, but I, I just don't know that that's necessary. Bree gives me the dirty eye like, fuck, no, we're not going to do that. Um, anyway, um, so Jess, uh, you were in Disneyland like all weekend? Yep. Why? Why not? 
I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> it's like, I, I still don't understand the compulsion to just go to Disneyland for several days because I'm not a big fan of Disneyland. That's fine. I don't understand the like. Like, what do you do when you go down there? Like, do you just go right on rides by yourself, or do you go with a group of people? Or uh, this weekend, I went. With, I was invited to go with a group of people because it was Dapper Days, which happens in either March or April and November every year at both parks. So both Disney World and Disneyland. It's not sanctioned by Disney, but it's been going since 2011, I think. And it's a convention. They they do it in one of the hotel convention centers. uh, Just a bunch of vendors, clothing, barbers. Um, so like, accessories for all like 1920s to like 1950s. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is it like 1920s to 50s? Like, And then everybody dresses up that way. So all goes like, through the park. And, how how yeah. many women dressed up as like 1920s versus just total 50s pinup? Um, I guess 40s and 50s pinup. It's pretty across the board. And they it's really? something called Disney bounding. So whatever dress you're making generally tends to lean towards something that's Disney related. So you make your own stuff for this? Well, you can buy it. Okay. Did you make yours? I sewed part of mine. Yeah. Um, But um, the girl that invited me knew that I didn't have the most stellar time in May. And so she is a hairstylist and makeup artist. And she had clients that she got ready over the couple of days. And she just needed assistance. So that is why I was invited. Fun. So you had a good time? Yeah. I saw yeah, a lot of pictures. coming home last night. Did you wear yeah. the same dress like the whole time you were down there? No, I had two all, different dresses. Like all the pictures that I saw, maybe it's no, just because I... had like a skirt and a t-shirt. It's probably because I was only looking her, at pictures one day. She had her <laughs> hotel dress on. Again, probably when I was shitting and then my feet <laughs> probably got taken over by RSL following that. So, I mean, uh, did so you come back yesterday? I got in at 4.30 this morning. Jesus Christ. I went, got up for work at six. How the f- so you went to bed for like what? an hour. <laughs> why? Yeah. Why bother? Because it was my first day at my new job. <laughs> Same I didn't want to call what, out. What, new job? Yeah. I took a second job. <laughs> oh, it was a second job. Interesting. Is it, can we deliver porno there too? Uh, no, because it's closed. So you can't, I work when it's closed. Damn it. Well, no. I mean, can we send uh, but our But nobody does to my real job anyway, so why, like, what's the point? I know, you listeners that? fucking suck, by the way. You guys are assholes for not delivering just magazines, porno <laughs> mags. You even, can you get those now? I don't know. I don't. Bob's Magazine, if, if they I don't exist. Ex- I don't think Bob's is around anymore, <laughs> So man. then, no, that's your answer. <laughs> I mean, there's, like, Vision Video in Evanston, and there's, but I don't think, like, even Dr. Johns doesn't sell that stuff at all. I don't know. Like, they, they sell other things, but they don't sell... Like dirty magazines. Now that ha- Hugh Hef's gone, is does 7-Eleven still sell them? I don't know. I don't know. I've never really looked. I wonder if you could get them at like Harmons. I know they don't. They have, have a big magazine. Di. I well, they have big. Do <laughs> 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 you imagine finding like a hustler at Di? You know what's happened. I'm pretty sure they screen that stuff. Yeah, good. I'm pretty <laughs> sure there's plenty of those. There's that some come dude through, in the back has got a massive collection. Yeah, he's like he's the kind of guy that you know. When we were kids, we found his collection like thrown away by his wife. <laughs> just a big old box full in the garbage can. Maybe that was just me. We we dumpster dove a lot when I was a kid. So that was the best. It was the best. Um. So anyway, oh well, that was fun. I'm glad you were uh, glad you had a good time. Did you eat anything new or drink anything new? 
Yeah, both I, of the above. Okay, wait. Now I got to say this because I saw this picture. There's a, there's a whole story behind You're it. You're a damn liar because you do not drink did beer. Did you even look at the hashtags? You didn't, did you? No. It wasn't beer. Hashtag not real beer. Oh. Well, I don't look. <laughs> see, even I thought it was. There's like 15 hashtags. I can't get past the no, first one. No, there was one like actually, six on that. It doesn't matter. I don't read hashtags. It, like if, if, there's, if there's stuff past the more, I don't read it. Okay, so... Chris Provost, who we've had on the show before, uh-huh. he and his wife have started a company called Provost Park Pass that they go down to Disneyland all the time mm-hmm. and make videos and like behind the scenes. And during their drink episode, which I got a shout out in, um, she was talking about the Red Rose Tavern and how they have this drink, which is like, it's like apple juice and I can't remember the other juice that's mixed with it. And the foam on top is like a passion fruit foam. Um, But she was drinking in the park and security stopped her. She was just with her son and like was harassing her about like where she got the beer. And she's like, this is like from anyways, it was a huge debacle. They like made her throw it away and like she was in tears. And yeah, so that's why that's why I tagged them in it because um, it was my first time having it. But. Yeah, she went through that, and and it does. It was pretty good, but like I don't think I would go How get does it again. It com- it's not my favorite. How does it compare to Butterbeard from Wizarding World? I've never been to Wizarding World. I'm not a heart. I'm not a Harry Potter fan. Man, sorry. <laughs> you don't have to be sorry. You don't have to be a great Harry Potter fan. That stuff is fucking delicious. I've never been. To it is either. liquid candy. The last not time like the here, I'll tell you. The last time I was in Universal Studios was when the set of the Jim Carrey Grinch Who Stole Christmas was up, and they were filming it. Oh, that was shit. last time. That's like fucking 15 years ago or longer. I don't know when that one was. That, was, was, that was in like the early 2000s probably, right? I think yeah. so. So it was, it was cool to see like the transition of Halloween to Christmas. And unfortunately, they put up the tree yesterday, like right after we left. Wow. Um, <laughs> but um, So were they like changing over the park when you were there? Yeah. Yeah. Every day you'd come in and there'd be something new. The only place that had everything up was New Orleans Square, which it's stunning. But um, it's just really, if you get a chance to go at Christmas time, it just is so cool. It's so pretty. Um, And then on the other side of the park, they still had some of the Halloween stuff up. But it was slowly, like, every day you would just get, like, a little bit something new. Like, one of the last nights they had all the the boughs up on the, the train station and... It was a really good time to go. Saturday or Sunday was really busy, but just because the event is so big um, and something really cool that I found out, I think it's been going for like since the park opened, but there's a pavilion towards the back that every Saturday night they do, they have a band and they do like swing dancing, like big band swing dancing. And then people have been come from all over California to come do this every Friday. (laughs) Like all ages. It's, it was really, really awesome to watch. So for local, excuse me for locals, there's a lot of stuff that they do at Disneyland. That's stuff like that, that you wouldn't know otherwise being a, once a year, or once every four years or five years to, to stop by. But yeah, they have all kinds of events like that. They, I know that they in the spring they have the wine tasting that's like a week long, I think. Well, it's the Wine and Food Festival in California Adventure. They do it every year. So, they do a food festival yeah. that starts on Friday. That is the best. I wish I was there for it because it's so good. But to answer your question, probably my favorite thing that I ate was yesterday for breakfast in Carlsbad because we had to go down. It's like an hour and a half south of Anaheim because the girl I went with was teaching a class. Um, 
And so we had wait, we were waiting for her to get out of her class. We went to breakfast down by the beach and, and it was French toast crusted in crust, crushed up honey bunches of oats. It was so, (laughs) well, I've had like cereal on the outside of French toast before and sometimes it can go terribly wrong. Like there's a restaurant locally that has it. That's just meh. It's okay. But this was so good. (laughs) So, and then we ate at a little diner that's on a pier, like clear out in the middle of the ocean. Then we came home. We sat in three hours of California traffic. It was ridiculous. As much as we complain about Utah traffic, I'm sure. It's I'm nothing. sure it's nothing. After sitting through California traffic, you're like, yeah, it was. I we're mean, like, are we ever going to get California? To be fair, Utah traffic is getting that way because we're growing so yeah. goddamn fast. Yeah. Um, it's it's becoming like that. But it was it was hot the first. It was 89 degrees. Jeez, <laughs> it was gross. 89. But it was good. It was good. There is nothing wrong with 89 degrees. It it and is when you're walking around November. in a dress. <laughs> Well, dress no better than pants. The hard part is <laughs> it's 49 here, and a couple hours later, you're in 80. Yeah, once degree. we hit, like, Fillmore and got out to get gas, we were like, it's so freezing. <laughs> my car. I'm glad my car started at 4 o'clock this morning. Wow. Well, Anyways, that was my weekend. Oh, and you drove back. That's brutal. We did. I Flying 100%. I don't mind a road trip. Like, I love driving, but I'm a person that very much likes to just, like, get where I'm going and get it going. Like next time I would like meet them down there. Like I'd probably fly down and then drive back with them. But it was, uh, it was good. Good times. Stay at a sketchy hotel in Barstow. Yes. That's the best, that was awesome. Best way to do it. Um, Brie and I went to a Diwali celebration on Friday. Friday? Where was it out? Was it Friday? Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, so one of my coworkers, Surrender, um, He's Hindu, he's from India, and uh, he and his wife invited a, a few folks that I work with, not very many, uh, over his house to celebrate Diwali. Diwali is their big, like, festival of lights. The, it's their extravagant luxury festival. It's it's basically Indian Christmas, uh, if it were, so it's the celebration of the goddess Laks- Lakshmi. Um so it's, that's the god of luxury, the goddess of luxury, so an opulence. And so it's it's like a big to-do. They get dressed up in traditional Indian garb. and um, But they just had people over. Um, and They were uh, the most gracious hosts. Yeah, they were fantastic. At their at their house or at an event? No, it was at their house. It was at their house. It's yeah, actually so, out kind of by yeah, it's John like, Jody. You know that, that new development right behind where John's at? Mm-hmm. That, that's where it's at, just east of that. Um, gotcha. It's in that development, so he's got like two. He got like two lots. Put his house in the middle of two lots, um, but he doesn't have a fence, and he did all this rock work himself. And um, beautiful, beautiful home. But um, I mean, it was great. We went downstairs. It's really cool. He has two staircases that go upstairs. Yeah, it's like a nice round. Like like both of them go up to the top level, the loft area, and um, and and uh, so we're doing a, a tour of the house with with most of the folks. And uh, we get downstairs, and he's showing us, like, most of his basement's actually unfinished. Um, it's just, one, like, one big family room in yeah. a bathroom. And so he's showing us, you know, his his nice theater, because he's got this, like, great wall projection system and um, and, a, and a good sound system in there. And he starts playing Indian music videos. And, Which look awfully a lot like American music videos. Yeah, and then we had, like, a dance party. Impromptu <laughs> dance party. So this is a bunch of people I didn't I work have with. a dance party. A bunch of people I work with and their husbands and wives. And Mostly the wives. Dance party. To be fair, the two other ladies besides Medice uh, were both the, the people that are employed for us. So uh, Paige and, and uh, Kelsey. Yeah. 
but also to be fair, Paige and Kelsey both teach dance as well. <laughs> so it was the it was the women. It was really just the women. The men weren't really dancing. But it was great because there's a there there there's the dance. You know they're doing the the dance moves for the females, and we're like surrender, join in, dance. Uh, and and uh, and Pradeep, uh, who was also there. Um, and, and we're like, you guys have to get up and dance too and show us how to dance. And they get up and like, y- you guys can't see this, but the male's dance was like this. It's just <laughs> like basically two pointing finger at the pointing. Ceiling. Just two fingers in the air, just kind of moving back and forth. Basically like, Chris's <laughs> Santa dance, the Indian version. Yeah. And, and it's tr- like, that's true. Like all these music videos, that's pretty much how all the dudes danced in the music videos that we were watching. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, so it's very much like America. The guys don't do a whole lot. The girls do these extravagant moves with all kinds of shit. Like, yeah, that's America. It's nice. And the girls' costumes are usually pretty elaborate, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah a little bit. Um, they're not really costumes so much as I guess their their wardrobe and and it is it is it's interesting because I was asking Hershey so Hershey is Surrender's daughter she also works for us and I was asking her two days older than Cassidy yeah and I was asking her about traditional Indian dress and if she preferred that over Americanized clothing and she said yeah it's actually a lot more comfortable she's like but like what I'm wearing, because she was wearing more of a like. She a, was wearing the fanciest. The fancy she stuff. Like, She's like, this is what you would wear to like a really fancy like proper party. She's like, most of the time for a thing like this, like you're gonna wear a more traditional kind of like really comfortable casual wear and like what surrender and his wife and the and other Indian girl that was there were wearing. Yeah. Was just it just looked really comfortable. It was really pretty, like embroidered and very colorful and but, but fucking comfy looking. Like I was kind of jealous of all of them. <laughs> he had really good wine. A lot of scotch. Drink a lot of scotch. <laughs> but anyway, it was a lot of fun. Um, and it was he all, spilled his food all over his oven. Oh my god. His wife was so patient because if it would have been me, I would have screamed. But she was just like. I'm like, he, he's got to clean that up. That's his punishment. When this is all over, he has to clean the oven out. Don't you let him make you do it. You you make him do it. <laughs> um, but it was fun. It was great because there's, I mean, and, and the people that were there were really from all over the place. So, you know, my Brenner, one of the guys that I work with, his wife, uh, Madis, is, is Persian. She's Iranian. Um, she was born in Iran. Her dad is a card-carrying Muslim. I don't know about a card-carrying Muslim. <laughs> He's got a green card. Got a anyway. card-carrying. But anyway, so, <laughs> and, you know, there's, there's, I mean, there really are a bunch of different cultures and, and viewpoints and, and belief systems all, and everyone's having a good time together. That's awesome. Yep. It, was, it was fun. It was fun. I had a good time. And, um... I was just distracted by the fact that my daughter somehow managed to smash herself in the face while she was taking out <laughs> the garbage, and she had to go to the ER and get glued back together. Yeah. <laughs> so she sends us a text like, hey, do I need stitches? And Chris is like, um, I don't know. And a little while later, she's bleeding through the bandage. And Chris is like, yeah, you should go. Don's like, should, I don't think you I'm need like, to go. And then she's like, shows it without the bandage. I'm like, mm, you should probably go it's get like that. like a flap of skin. You should go get that looked face. at. And let, don't let me over a picture on a phone tell you for sure. Why don't you just yeah. go to the urgent care? As much as I love Don, you have to admit, his <laughs> advice is shit. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> on almost all levels and about almost all things. I, I've actually yet to hear good <laughs> advice come out of his mouth. <laughs> And he is a really great dad, but on the advice scale... Yeah, not so much. And and thankfully, one of the daughters, like, realizes that. The other daughter, you know, she still wants to trust her dad a lot, but... Which I get it. I get it. (laughs) But it's funny that they would ask you over him. Well, they they did ask him. (laughs) 
Oh. Well, but after <laughs> they asked him after. Yeah. And, he's like, and I think it was just because he made his nightly. I think instead of nightly calls, I think he just does like. Nightly texts. Or, or something. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it was a. I don't think it was a. We're getting a second opinion. I think it was a dad gotcha. called and we're just talking to him. But yeah, she just she was borderline. And so they decided to do glue so that it would minimize some scarring and she wouldn't have to sit through stitches and stuff. But. Yeah. But she's got a big old green knot. Did you on ever her fully head. figure out how she did it? Did well, she? I was kind of playing around with the cupboards at your house, and I'm thinking like the top, the top cupboard, cupboard was open. Was open. The she must have had the trash in the like the bottom cupboard, and came up and. Th- this is the same kid who had twelve stitches next to her elbow because she fucking jumped up and sliced her damn arm all the way open on a cabinet door. Well, and what was funny is the very next day on my on my Facebook feed, a, a post came up that showed like where she had gashed across <laughs> her nose and had a, a black eye. I don't even remember how, what she did when she was younger. And when it, she was it's like uh, the same exact spot, almost the nose. exact same spot and the same black side for the black eye. She, she needs the Ikea cupboard <laughs> system that has no drawers. It's all just open. <laughs> she could get fancy and make it out of black pipe. And she, what she needs and to do is baby proof all the corners. <laughs> she's fucking She's giant, just a klutz like, like her dad. Pool noodles. <laughs> yeah, Pool much. noodles on everything. <laughs> just attached to everything. Like just bubble wrap. So if I would have been her friend, you know, and that would have happened to her, I would have to- totally gone out and gotten pool noodles and stuck them all over the cupboards. Yeah, but we're dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Cassie's friends would have totally done that if Cassie would have done it. Yeah, Cassie would have done that to her friends, too. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, it's election night. Um, The election will be over by the time you hear this, for sure. Um, But uh, I did want to talk about... Well, you know what? Before we talk about that, let's talk about events. I don't want to skip events, because I... I have some good ones. Let's hear them. Well, just before we start... Oh, hey, what about you? Hold on, hold on. on. Oh, my weekend was a stairs. If you're going to talk about your phone call and text, you're going to hold on to that. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, I want to talk about that after events, but before we get started, because it was very special. Yeah, that's that's. we'll talk about your special... uh, Did you actually get a phone call? Yes. Because I got a text. By the way, are the bees all gone? I I think they're dead. Oh, I'm not... I'm not... I don't dare open it up, because... The cold temperature would, if they're still in there, would wipe them, them out. Oh, yeah, so you can't see them in the door at all. I can't see them at all. Oh, I, I'm, yeah. I'm about ninety nine percent sure. You need to gone. get a clear lid so we can look at them. I've got the window on this yeah. side. I know, but, but we need a clear lid so we can look down. We thought them. about like cutting all the way across to see if you could get a better look at the hive, like all the way across without pulling out the bars. Uh, I think that would present too much issue. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I'd, yeah, I'd have to remake it. You might as well just leave it alone at this point. That's kind of funny. I'm. It'll be a Christmas miracle if they're still alive, and I'm. I doubt it. Yeah, I, yeah. That's okay, I guess. It's. I mean, I don't. What do you do? Like. Same two thing. Se- I, like we talked to we talked to the guy from Night, and he said two seasons is good. It's good. For hives, so, so I mean, I guess on one hand I feel a little better, but at the same time, man, this this season was so good, and they were doing so well. No, and to to have that 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 fall that fallout there. All right, Jess. Events. Sorry. Why? Sorry. Because I said events, and then we talked about bees. <laughs> That's okay. Bees are important. So can I start events off? Yeah. Sunday, there's an RSL game not here. It's on TV. Fucking watch it. 
It's a playoff game. It's the second leg against... Uh, the playoffs that they didn't, that nobody said they would get into. Well, and, and apparently, uh, once everyone said they're not going to get into them, they're like, we're not going to support them if they do, because that fucking stadium on Sunday was like half empty. No, it was because it was Sunday. And... and it doesn't Clint, fucking matter. It's a playoff Clint, game. I guarantee you, if the Jazz had a fucking NBA semifinals game on a Sunday, people would go. Kenneth came over, and he he asked me how it went, and I was like, well, it was good until until Kansas City scored. And, I, and he was like, what was the attendance like? And I was like, well, thanks to you Mormons, it really sucked. Yeah, it was. And you could tell the difference. Like, our section was completely fucking packed. And then across the way on the west side of the stadium. It's like half full. Yeah. Like, no one in the family section. That's too bad. Like, not even half full, probably. But they won. No. Right. We tied. Oh, they tied. Which isn't tied. really a tie because Which is Kansas bad. City has more points because you get more points for scoring away than you well, do home. Sort of not really. It's a tiebreaker, right? So, gotcha. so, so in order for us to advance, we have to have at least a 1-1 tie in Kansas City, at which point it'll go to extra time, and then whoever can score first or it'll go to penalty kicks. If we don't score at least one goal in Kansas City, we will not advance. We really need to win by a goal uh, if we want to advance. A 2-2 tie would be good for us as well, um, but realistically, we've got to score at least a goal and hopefully more than that. In Kansas City. So if they win, what's next? What's uh, either Portland or Seattle? Whoever. Uh, my guess is is probably Seattle, um, but who knows? Because Chad Marshall, one of their big center backs, uh, really took a hit, um, got popped out of the game, and uh, they play on Thursday. So we'll know going in who we would face. Uh, but honestly, we got to get past Kansas City first, and they were the number one seed uh, in the West. So um, the so good I- news is. We have like a 7-1-6 and six record against them since we lost to them in the finals in 2013 uh, in MLS play. So we've lost a couple Open Cup games to them, but uh, that's a winning record. We've only lost to them one time in, in all the, the, so that's the good. time since 2013. So That says something. Hopefully. Fingers crossed, everybody. So watch the game. Um, it will be a good game. It will be a chippy game. It will be an aggressive game. They really need to get, keep control over it because... Both sides. I mean, I don't want to make they, they or RSL, but they yeah, hate each other. if if the if the if the um, the ref doesn't make sure that he's calling stuff, it'll there'll be injuries. Just they'll just there'll be injuries. Yeah. So uh, big deal, big deal. Um, in the playoffs again, into the second round of the playoffs here, which is the conference semifinals. So. Uh, Do they have much of a chance of going much much farther than this? Sure. I I mean, that's the thing about MLS. Like, once you get to the playoffs, it's kind of like with with football. Once you get to the playoffs, all bets are off because all your other games don't really fucking matter other than, you know, your seeding. But ultimately, it's a a shorter tournament. Um, You know, you've got a good chance. Um, If Portland advances... Let's just say Portland's outscored us 7-2 in the last two games, which were less than a month ago that we played them, so probably <laughs> not a good chance. They kind of have our number, but uh, there's a good chance we, we, we can beat Kansas City because we kind of have their number, as, as the, the record indicates. And, and we, we were able to go down to their place, which was pretty hard for people to even get a tie out of this year, and, and one of the few teams that actually was able to pull a result out of that place. So um, that's, that's a, a good Good mark on our side. So watch the game. It's 1 o'clock on Sunday. Um, be supportive of, of your local pro for, pro sports teams. So, sorry. Okay. 
No Utah event. Other Utah events. Uh, I'm. I'm not. It's the game is important. It I is. was waiting. I was expecting you to talk I, about I was, it. I'm just really disappointed at the shitty turnout on Sunday. For a I expected game. it. I did it was not cold. expect it to be that bad. It was Sunday. They don't. They normally have like where where are all the other where are all the other fans that are always there all the time. Well, and then there wouldn't were a bunch be, of wouldn't they be excited it, that they're doing this because they're Mormons? Yeah, there were a bunch Sunday. of fans that were just sitting there the whole it's time, a, and I kept yelling at them it, to stand up. It's actually the same reason why RSL gets hardly any nationally televised games because mm. the team doesn't like to play on Sundays because ticket sales are always down, and that looks shitty on national television. Right. So I'm sure the stadium looked really <laughs> shitty with it being half full. And That's a why they only game. show football games like halfway full across the nation because ticket sales are down too. Yeah, they really are. They're they're terrible. The NFL's having a hard time. Yeah. So that's why I wonder about the American Football League that's coming up or, or the whatever it is that we have a pro team for that starts in the spring. Like NFL. The, the indoor team? No. No. no it's, it's a new league oh. called the American Football League. We have one of the starting teams. We drove by the Raiders Stadium in Vegas. It's big. Yeah, it is. That's a good I mean, move. it's just that's a beams really, and stuff right now, but it's huge. It's a really good move for the NFL to put a team in Vegas. I believe huge. my dad's company's building it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's huge. Awesome. It's right on the freeway. It's right on I-15. So, all right. So last week, um, I mentioned that the Park City Culinary Institute is going to be doing some Thanksgiving cooking classes um, through November. So I'm pretty sure these are going to sell out fast. They are $75. You can just go to their website, the Park, Park City Culinary Institute. It's on State Street and like 13 South. So you don't have to go up to Park City to experience these classes. Um, on the 10th, I didn't mention this last week, but I feel that it's worth mentioning because we should broaden our space bigger than just salt lake in ogden they're doing the fifth annual big lebowski festival <laughs> no way. and yeah <laughs> and it, if you buy your tickets early it's 12 dollars. if you do them at the door it's 18 what do they do they there? show the movie the bullying white russians all the, the any anything that you know relates to big lebowski <laughs> so that it's cool that it's their their fifth annual one so uh on the 11th there oh sorry the 10th this weekend there'll probably be a lot of veterans day uh celebrations going on and one particular is at the tabernacle on temple square and it's granite school district and the utah national guard are putting on a performance to commemorate uh, i'm not sure if you know this is the 100th anniversary of the end of world war one and um it's cool if you go on twitter you can see at the the um, Tower of London. They lit a bunch of candles around the whole entire building. I was over the weekend. I don't remember if it was on Friday, but it's really beautiful. Um, and then the 63rd year, I believe, the end of World War II. So it, that performance is, um, I believe it's at 7 o'clock at the Tabernacle. Long, it doesn't, you don't need tickets to go. That's a, that's a long time. Like most, there's not a lot of World War II vets left alive yeah. anymore. And I think a lot of people, this, this is interesting, I don't think a lot of people remember. Like, it's not just the veterans that were alive, but there's a lot of people that just weren't alive. And and Not to open controversy, but there's that whole group that the Holocaust never happened. Well, I mean, this is the, this is the thing that's crazy, is that's, that's something that, like, when you think about it, like, that's a piece of, of global history that's, like, super important. And well, both of them are, yeah. both World War One and World War II well, are. And, and, and 
the the correlation between the two and and how Hitler rose to power as, was a direct result of how World War One ended and how all of that was handled. Yep. Um, that I mean that was a that was a, a big deal and that's a big lesson to learn. And when when people die off that were participants in that and were victims of that in the Holocaust and that's what's happening right now is all those people are starting to pass away. Like as a people you can start to forget about those things that had happened. Uh, and unfortunately that means that they will begin to happen again. If you forget. That's right. Yeah. Um, also on the 11th is the monthly urban flea market at the gateway. And that goes from 10 to four. I'm not sure if you guys saw, there was an article that came out this weekend that the developers of the gateway said that that property will never be a shopping center again. Good. Um, I did. I saw that. It's going to yeah, be an entertainment be district. Entertainment there. district and a business complex. They're, inter- they're investing like $125 it's million into it. a lot it, right? of money. Yeah. But that's what they had to do. Like when, I think it's going to be amazing, though. When, when, they, when they announced City Creek, like two years after Gateway was, was built, I was like, that's the end of this mall. Yeah. Like it's that there's so much property over there and they're going to be able to learn from the mistakes of this outdoor mall and make something different and better. Like, that's like a the covered mall. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just, it, it was, it was an experiment. Um, and it was, I mean, malls in general are on a serious decline. Like they're all having to reinvent themselves that way. If you look at what well, fashion place is doing and yeah. Southtown is doing. So I just started back at Bath and Body Works and, um, the last time I worked there was right before I went to Scotland and it was one room and one back room and now it's two stores and two back rooms. <laughs> it's huge. So, uh, anyways, yeah, they've completely revamped both malls. Um, also this weekend is Bree's birthday. So <laughs> that's exciting. Which coincides with Veterans no, Day. Yes. With Veterans Day. So, You're still older than hey, me. So, <laughs> still the oldest one in the room, dude. So I don't know how I found this and why it's taking so long to find this. But there's something really cool in downtown Salt Lake. And we just did a scavenger hunt in Disneyland for as part of the weekend. Like oh, I was reading about like that we, yesterday. So we, we set up a scavenger hunt in Disneyland and set out clues through Instagram. I put people through parks, through the park. Um, so that's why this was cool to come across. It's called the Amazing Scavenger Hunt Adventure. And it runs 365 days a year. Um, I think it just started because I haven't seen anything about it before. But you can go to visit saltlake.com or urbanadventurequest.com. And it's about $40 for two to five people. It starts at Union Station. And it just takes you all over downtown Salt Lake. Um, it's a three-hour tour. It's just on your phone. And, and uh, yeah, it just... I thought it was I thought it was really cool because we talk about a lot of these spaces in Salt Lake and and how cool to be able to do a scavenger hunt and on your phone like it's really really cool. Yeah, I was looking through stuff and I saw that yesterday. Oh, something else. I don't know if you're going to mention this, but the Nightmare Before Xmas. I'm kind of excited about what they announced. It just got announced. Yeah, and it's it's a ways from now. He's just super excited because it's Um, it's Blue October, an amazing band, acoustic acoustic set. Blue October doing an acoustic set. That's not something you get all the time. Because well, they're amazing. They should love Utah because they get a lot of but fucking so fans So this here. is, it's interesting. I was listening to them explain it this morning. So the complex has two different rooms and one fits like no one and the other one's ginormous. But this particular show, they're actually setting up chairs. So it's not standing room only. And I just, I think that will be really cool 
because that is just I don't think they ever do that in the complex. I, I saw sick puppies in the complex in the room that fits like no one. And there's that balcony. That's the room that the I saw the darkness in. Yeah, <laughs> that was a great show. Sick puppies are fantastic. I, until that show, because I don't give a fuck about where these people are from, like actors and actresses and band members. Like I think it's cool their music and they're good, but I'm like, oh well, that's uh, that's Johnny Rocket from fucking <laughs> this band, and before that he played guitar for this band, and he lives in fucking this. I don't give a shit about that stuff, right? You make good music, I'll I'll listen to it and pay to go to your concerts. I did not realize that Sick Puppy. They're from like fucking New Zealand or Australia. Well, think about their yeah. name. Yeah, but when you like when you hear them, you have no idea that that's where they're from. And then like you hear them talk between songs, and it's like, what the fuck? What the, is this yeah. a fucking Twilight Zone? It's like the, band. the Spider-Man kid. I didn't realize he was Tom Holland yeah. is English. The oh, yeah. Spider-Man kid. We all knew how to talk about. I saw an interview with him. And I'm like, oh, well, that's like when you listen to uh, <laughs> what's what's his name? The guy that played House. Um, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Hugh Laurie. Yeah, Hugh Laurie. The dude is fucking got the thickest accent on the planet, and he does a great American accent. He was awesome on Black Hugh Adder. Jackman's that way, too. Huge Ackman. Who is this huge Ackman? Okay, I have two more Wolverine. events, guys. Wolverine! I'm Wolverine! I just announced a new one. Um, so, I'm, t- I'm telling you this now. I don't, th- I don't know if we talked about it the last couple of years, because... I think it was too late and they sell out so fast. But the North Pole uh, train for the Heber Creeper is starting on the 20th. Oh, the Polar Express. And um, yes. And it is it's a 90 minute train ride and they have hot chocolate and Christmas carols and cookies. And you can go to the Heber Valley Railroad.org. The the coach tickets are $40 for adults and $25 for kids, but tickets range anywhere from $5 to like $5,000 because they just added a new train car that is like old, like 19, like early 1900s, um, like really nice train car. And so, so you can, like the movie. Is that you can do it for, you know, your groups if you want to do it. It's like 20 people or 40 people or something that can fit in it. So Again, that sells out so fast. So if you're interested in that, Heber Valley, org, you can get tickets there. And then um, the Urban Flea Market, we can go to the other end of the valley and the Provo Vintage Holiday Market will be on the 16th and 17th. They're going to have over 50 vendors and it's at the Utah Valley Convention Center on Friday at 6 to 9, Saturdays 9 to 3. Um, there is an admission, I believe, Friday $7 and Saturday is $3. But um, it looks like they have a lot of really awesome um, Christmas, like vintage Christmas stuff that's going to be there. So, yeah. Was that the Vintage Christmas Festival? Um, no, it's a Provo Vintage Holiday Market down yeah. in Pro. Yeah. Same thing. So <laughs> they run, they run, the they run, well, they run a Provo vintage market like year round, um, kind of like the urban flea market is, but this one is like a specific holiday, holiday show. So I bet you could get, um, old vibrators from there. <laughs> <laughs> Only Maybe. if they're Christmas. Not in Provo. Yeah, no, you totally could. Cause Jeremy got me an old vibrator at a thrift store. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Do you want to see it? It's in this room somewhere. I can go find it and pull no, it out. No, it's not. It's kind of like a grandpa's shed. stool yep. box thing. Uh, sure. So I put in front of you. Uh, I was going to say, what is this that has been So placed? I meant to do this earlier. Looks we like talking. insulation. So one of the things that um, I, I did with the Diwali celebration is I wanted to, because you, you go to someone's house for a party like that, you should take something. Like that's just kind of, that's one that's an American custom, but also in, in Diwali, the celebration of Lakshmi, like 
that's one of the things you do. That's their Christmas. That's when they give like gifts and stuff. So I did a bunch of reading and basically what I got was give something really nice. That's a, a an Indian sweet that, cause they're very different than American sweets. Mm-hmm. So I made coconut Ladoo, but before that I went and bought these from an Indian market for um, a backup, just in case. Or did you find it? Where's the market at? Can you say that? Uh, yeah, so so it's the I can't remember the name of it, but it's the one that's right next to Saffron Valley on 104th. Cool. Um, and talking to Surrender, um, that market is way overpriced. And actually, being in that market, if you go to like the Chinese supermarket on 33rd, I like how it melts in your mouth. <laughs> it's uh, they have a lot of the same stuff uh, at that market, and the the one in the one on 90th Ocean City, I think, is the name of it. Ocean Market. Ocean market. Um, not as much Indian stuff there, actually. No, they but, don't really. But have that any. supermarket, that Asian supermarket on 33rd, has tons of Indian stuff. A lot of a lot of spices and stuff for way cheaper. Um, but this the one is that called, was just closed. <laughs> yeah, closed for health code violations. I'll still <laughs> shop there. It's open again. Um, so this this is called Son Popti, and it's uh, uh, tr- it says traditional Indian flaky sweet with almonds and pistachios. I love pistachios. Me too. It's like a cotton candy pastry dough, the way it dissolves in your mouth. Yeah, but and it's kind of dry, like it's a weird like kind of. It a, looks like insulation. Yeah, it, it's almost like fiberglass. But it's not over texture. dry. I thought it was gonna be really dry, but it's not. Yeah, and it might be partially dry because it's a you know it's a boxed and shipped overseas sort of thing, but it's really good, I think. That is cool and weird all at the same time. Yeah, and I'm not you're not a big sweets fan, Jeremy, but just to give you an idea, forty-five uh, percent of it's sugar. I do not doubt that. Um, That's probably what creates like the stringy, like the stringiness. Yeah, of like it. the the second the cotton candy. The second it. ingredient on it is ghee, which is just clarified butter. Yum. And then there's and they don't give a percentage for that for some reason. <laughs> but then you have fifteen percent wheat flour, fifteen percent chickpea flour, almonds, pistachios, cardamom. What's wrong with your radio? It's pretty good. I don't know. <laughs> We're having white noise in here. This is really good, actually. I would buy this. That song was literally called White Noise. Really? Yeah, it was called White Noise. That was funny. Um, <laughs> but I, I just, so again, I listed the ingredients. Sugar, ghee, wheat flour, chickpea flour, almonds, pistachios, cardamom. I can you, definitely taste the cardamom. Have you ever had something like that from... America. It's <laughs> amazing. It's like six ingredients. Well, the, the, the dessert that you made was really simple, too. Yeah, it's condensed milk, sweetened condensed milk, coconut, and cardamom. It also reminds me of baklava. Mm-hmm. I mean, similar. T- Taste-wise, text, well, not texture, but... That's the pistachio and the almond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's different. It's good, though. Anyway, so I'm a fan. Um, the packaging was insane. So there was actually another sealed package on top of this. So there was a box that was covered in plastic, uh, you know, um, shrink wrap plastic. What does it cost on that? Um, it was only like six or seven bucks. Oh, that's it was not bad. Cheap. So uh, take the shrink wrap off, open the box, pull out a tray that was encased in a uh, like a mylar wrapping. You open the tray up. It's this plastic, nice plastic tray because this is pretty heavy, like thick stuff. Um, nice, nice uh, plastic tray. The tray also has a airtight seal over top of it. And so you have seal to pull the nitrous it. or something. Yeah, like fucking super, <laughs> super packaged. But well, it, I'm pretty sure if it gets like moisture in it, it would totally ruin. Oh yeah. It. So I, I think so too. Like one drop of water yeah. probably fucking ruins the whole thing. Man, it's good. <laughs> I love Indian food. Mm-hmm. It is my it is my favorite. Oh my gosh, she made whatever those balls were were so good. <laughs> Her Indian balls, potato balls. 
Was it was it like, delicious. Yeah, it was all vegetarian because they're vegetarians. Mm-hmm. Like poutine, sort of, kind of. No, no. Mm-hmm. So it was in a. It'd be it was more a, like a samosa, probably. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was. A, it was basically a potato ball that was deep fried. Um, probably potatoes and chickpea flour and I don't know what else, but deep um, fried. They have something like that at the India Palace, the one that's on 106 South, and the one that's in Provo. It's so good. I can't remember. Was something Gupta? I think was. Yeah, what and it was. she put oh. it in a. It was in the best. Oh, it was in a yummy sauce. So good. Yeah, it was really tasty. It's like fiberglass. Yeah. Yeah, I think <laughs> it looks like fiberglass. So anyway, uh, Jeremy, tell us about your oh. uh, your your phone call and your text, because those are pretty impressive. Let's start with the personal text that I got that came to me. Let's see. Let me pull this up here. You kept yours. I deleted mine. <laughs> well, I, of course I kept it. If I can. There we go. Here we go. Here we go. keep it. He, he deleted it. No, I kept it right here. It says... It says, the independent Republicans of Utah want you to know you won't be excommunicated for voting for Democrat Ben McAdams. He's the best Republican in the race. Yeah. Which has now become a big deal. And everyone's like, who sent this? It says at the beginning of the text, who sent That's it? That's what I was say. So Jeremy, Jeremy says earlier in our email chain about the show tonight, he's like, <laughs> I got a personal text from Ben McAdams I need to tell you about. All excited. I'm like, yeah, is it the one everyone else got that's been all over the news? Yeah. He's I deleted like, mine. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> And I like I don't know why everybody's making a big deal about like I laughed at it and then well, I deleted it. So here's the reason everyone's making a big deal out of it. One, that campaign has been pretty nasty between those two, right? Like the ads. But and the guy the that's in charge of that party came out and was like, "Yeah, we sent it. Like, yeah. what of it? Well, like, I mean, we're the ones that paid for it. They so. said it in the thing and they paid for it and they did it and they admitted to it. Like, they're not trying to hide who they are. But by the same token, like, I think what it gets people is. A text message like that, like you don't realize when you put your cell phone down, like when you're, okay, let's say you go out to a, a convention like um, uh, Comic-Con and they have like that Best Buy $500 gift card giveaway and you go fill out your fucking name or you go over to, uh, you know, a, a booth like the five hour energy booth and you fill out your email and your phone number. Those things get put into databases that then they will turn around and fucking spam you from. Well, let me let me give you a little insight here. So we get people we sell out we send out mailers. It's advertising, same as you get your grocery store ads or any other type of mailer. Guess where those come from? Yep, all the same. The stuff. DMV. Yeah, that is where they come from. So when people call us and are like, "Take me off your mailing list," we're like, "You're not even in our database." So. Do you, and then we have ensure they have to actually go to the postmaster and well, say remove me from the bulk mail list. Like so I think I think that's a I mean that that is one thing, but that's different than getting it. And I think this is where people have no, an issue. but just saying like that's another place that like your information comes from. Yeah, but getting getting a text message feels something. I've gotten invasive. a lot. I have gotten me too, I, and I sent some out. We sent them out for Misty Snow. Mm-hmm. We had a whole list, like yeah. we had a whole email, a whole text chain, but I've gotten a lot Me of texts too. and I got one, an interesting one today that I'll it, share when you're you, done. You can reply stop to any of them if you don't like them. No, I just, I keep getting ones that are like, don't forget to vote and blah, yeah. blah, blah. I'm like, I voted last week. So I voted thanks. a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I voted like a couple of days after I got my ballot. I, I already knew what I was going to do. So the couple races I didn't, I looked up and uh, made a decision. So, um, so what did you get? So mine has two pictures, and it says the future citizens of the USA still in the womb need your vote. Democrats won't let them vote ever. Vote Republican. And then the picture, the picture under it says Utah midterm elections 2018. How I am voting on the following Utah state ballot questions. Okay. 
but I don't know if, who if, it came if, from. If I got that text message, I would reply with a picture of a dead fetus. Oh, stop. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Do you want to like, respond are, to I fucking it? absolutely no. will. I can't... Like, that... That to me would that would piss me off to no end. I would be so fucking mad to get that text. See, I thought my personal text from Ben McAdams. Did was nobody funny. get the Obama it was thing? So funny. Oh, so that's the other thing. I got a I got a personal phone call from Obama. I, I also did yeah, not I'm get sure. a te- I also did not get the President Trump text. The presidential. text. I got that I one too. I didn't get the, the no. Trump here, one. this is this is a video from Obama. On the text. Hey everybody, it's election day. Damn it! That's same the same day. phone call I got. This is your moment to get out there. Yeah, but I can see him. The health care of millions is on the ballot. The character of our country is on the ballot. And your vote can make the difference. We can change this country for the better. Just visit mypollingplace.org to find out where you can vote today. I really wish I miss him. closer to the mic. That's, we're probably not going to pick most of that up. I'll have to I'll mark send it. it to I'm you. I'm so sad that that wasn't a personal message just for me. Well, I got to watch him because it was a personal text to me. <laughs> Shit, now I got to turn you down because I turned your mic up to try and hear that. <laughs> um, I, I, that would piss me off, that, that message about abortions, like beyond belief. Because, okay, first off, not every Democrat is, is pro-choice, though most are. Uh, pro-choice does not mean you're okay with fucking gutting people and, and like taking babies out of wombs and not letting people give birth. But also, <laughs> you know, I'm much brother like be okay with people getting abortions than fucking not paying to give kids health care once they come out of the womb because as far as I'm concerned Republicans especially in the state of Utah the second that kid's born they're like yep yeah, fuck we're done with them you can fucking deal with them and that's crazy to me that's crazy they they want more protection for a baby in the womb than they do when it fucking comes out and becomes an actual human yeah and honestly until it comes out it's not a fucking human I guarantee you, if you birth something at four months, it doesn't survive, even with modern medicine. Seven months barely survives with modern medicine. So you're telling me that most women who get an abortion in the first or early in the second trimester are doing something wrong? Yes, I'm really excited. I just realized it's 7.30. That means we have 30 minutes until the polls close. Also, I'm a man, (laughs) and... um, my opinion doesn't really count about abortion. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. So on a bigger level, even though, you know, we're in Utah, we're talking about Utah, um, it just came across that Tennessee just elected their first female senator. That's fantastic. So that's really cool. What fucking year is it? It's fucking 2018. And I just, they just I really, elected their first female senator. I feel like she has a long shot, but I really want Stacey Abrams to win in Georgia. Okay. Well, like, I, like, I just... That would be so amazing. Like, what about the, the like the Florida gubernatorial debate uh, race, right? Like, how has Florida never fucking elected a black man as governor? Do you know how many people in Florida are black? Florida or, or just another minority descent. This is what's being tweeted right now. Florida is restoring voting rights to felons. That just came down the line. Oh, they passed it, huh? Yep. That's fantastic. That's fucking fantastic. So, uh, wow, this is interesting. So, this is cool. We're gonna. This is awesome. We're this, just gonna talk about this. So you guys, <laughs> you guys want to talk about how tight races are? Yeah. Right. Like, so we've been watching that Florida governor's race. We're watching. Yeah. Before it we looks like DeSantis might win. I don't know. They're estimating ninety-eight percent in. He's got it. But guys, he's winning by less than hundred thousand votes. And you guys, is, right now, as of four minutes ago, um, Ted Cruz is at forty-nine percent. Beto O'Rourke, forty-nine point seven percent. What kind of what kind of reporting? Do you know? Um, the difference is 
and let me go look. They have Let's fifty see. percent in. That's pretty good, and they're still missing some of the bigger precincts. I think uh, in terms of, of of a lot of reporting. So I honestly, a lot of these races are going to be so close. Like especially Utah, like the McAdams Love race is probably going to be too close to call. Um, but this is this is what I'll say. So we've been harping on it for a while. Go out and vote. It doesn't really matter who you vote for. You know, we we obviously give you our opinions, but. Utah voter turnout, and I think this is the same nationally. I think the numbers are going to surprise a lot of people. Yep. So, uh, as of Monday morning or Monday evening, um, the Utah Elections Office showed that 47.7% of registered voters have already voted. It's actually higher than that now. As of yesterday, it was over 50%. So, over 50%. So, you give you kind of an idea. In 2014's midterm election, 46%, 46.25% was the total voter turnout. It was 29. It was actually lower than that. They had it at 29 yesterday. So uh, unless this is a different the, dem- demographic that like it was huge in what they were. The tweet that I saw nationwide, they're saying this is the highest turnout since 1914. Which is humongous. That means like think about what was going on at the turn of the century. Yeah. I mean, this is this is this is the first world war. Is when that fucking that that time frame was. Who was that? What presidency was that? Like Roosevelt and. Um, no. let's no, see. No, Roosevelt wasn't until after the war. No, so yeah, he would have been after World War after II. Would have been Depression. Woodrow Wilson. 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 Like this, I mean, that's that's awesome though. That's mm-hmm. fucking amazing. That is so good. And and part of that voter turnout is kids. The youth are turning out in droves. All the stuff that I'm reading. I got Julia to vote over the weekend. Her stuff, her mailing came, and I had her Yay. sit down because she came yeah. to visit over uh, the weekend we, when we were when we came over. Oh yeah, uh, on on uh, Saturday morning to pick up Heather she for the baby shower. She was going through it. So she and she spent probably two hours like looking stuff up and going through it. And so yeah. that's awesome. I was proud of her. Yeah, I. That is that is more often the case than not. It sounds like a lot of a lot of youth are voting now, um, and and I think it's just because things are so polarized, and the American public's finally tired of it and finally wanting some kind of change. Well, things like the the school shooting that happened this last year, and all the students stood up and the huge protests, and so it's that group, and they haven't stopped. Right, they haven't stopped. It's and that's that the group. Big thing. This is most of those kids. This is going to be their first time to yeah. vote. That's our our kids. You know, graduated right. this last year. They're all voting. Um. So some things have been happening around Utah today, like Eagle Mountains polls. They had issues with the machines. I mean, so wasn't one of them down this morning. There was, was a say. couple. So they told anybody that still had mail in ballots that they could bring them in. Yeah, um, you can bring your ballots to the polling place. <clears throat> yeah, and. Which, by the way, did you know if you have a mail-in ballot, you legally have to fill that out? You can't go to the and vote. That is not true. That's you what can, the lady told me. She's a liar. So you can go. You can <laughs> go. Spencer Cox this morning, this morning or yesterday morning, on the radio. And Spencer Cox, by the way, our lieutenant governor, he's actually the guy in charge of elections. He is in charge of all of that it. Is, that is a big portion of the lieutenant governor's job in the state of Utah. And and in the state of Utah, one of the few states, by the way, you can register at the polls to vote. Yes. You have to take a photo ID and a proof of residency, which or is basically... Or you can take two bills. Yeah. Like, basically, a, a, a mail a piece of mail with your address on yeah. it. Yeah. And if if you don't have that, so this came up with with some of the other elections, not in Utah, but in some other places. So Native Americans, for example, uh, oftentimes have a PO box for an address because they don't put an ad, a reservation address as their address mm-hmm. uh, because it's technically not U.S. land, um, but they're able to vote. Um, and so for them, it's difficult. But you can also just sign an affidavit at the polls, and then they will go back and verify, you know, citizenship and everything else to to count your vote. So. 
You can go register, and that's really cool in the state of Utah that you can go and register the day of the polls and vote. And if you vote twice, if you send a mail-in ballot and then you show up at the polls to vote, they're only going to count one of the two votes. Correct. It's they they know who you are, and you know those those records exist, and they're able to identify that you voted twice, and and they will a lot of times by hand figure out what you actually intended based on the, what the ballots look like. So as of two hours ago, the updated numbers seven hundred and sixty seven five hundred seventy five thousand ballots that have been processed. Wow. And that is um, the mail in ballot turnout is nearly fifty two percent. That's seven hundred twenty five thousand ballots turned in statewide. In 2014, it was 46%. In 2010, it was 51%. And that 51% is only 653,000. So, like, that is, that's incredible. For a midterm election, this is, like, unheard of. It's amazing. Hey, even my aunt, who's almost 50, just registered and voted for her very first time. That's awesome. No, it really, it really was. I, I'm like, I'm so proud of her. (laughs) So, in the state of Utah, um... The uh, total number of, of voters, estimated voters from the census, is about 2 million. And there are still lines as of three hours ago that was like a two-hour wait at a lot of the polls. But but I also heard, uh, I think, I don't know if it was on NPR or if it was KSL, had Spencer Cox on the phone. And he was like, make sure that you're like checking uh, like smaller places. Yes, some places have huge lines. But did you know like in Davis County, you can vote anywhere. You don't have to vote like like I have a very specific precinct I have to well, go you to. Can, you can, you can go, go to just anywhere. About any polling yeah. station, yeah. Um, and, and that's not the case everywhere, so you have to be careful. Right. But that's why you, you got to put your little address in, and it'll tell you where you can go. This is all, it. Doesn't matter when people listen to this, but it doesn't. But it'll matter because guess what? It's going to be election season. Again. So what was, what was the number of ballots so far that they have processed? Um, hold on, just one moment. Let me go back to that. No, seven, seven hundred. That's crazy. Okay, so this is from Elections Utah, which is the official count for Utah State Elections, which is run by the Lieutenant Governor. Um, as of two hours ago, 767,575,000 ballots were processed. So, um, and I can even break, actually, I was looking at this last night um, while I was driving back from California because I was like, I don't even know where some of these counties are. And I was really angry at Utah County. Utah County is reporting 37%. Last night it was reporting like 23%. It was ridiculous. So across the board, the lowest it looks like is uh, Emory County at 11%. Which Emory County? There's like what twelve people. There's so. well, there's there's fifty two hundred active registered voters in Emory County. So the highest is, um, let's see, seventy nine percent, which is like a county of Wayne County. People. Yeah, Wayne yeah it's thirteen hundred people. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, but still, to get your they, town out, they, like they had a thing at the school. Everybody come. Well, to be cookies. fair, it's three families. So, um, they're very extended. So, to give you some perspective, <laughs> this is act, I think this number is really cool. Uh, Salt Lake City has 519,691 active registered voter, voters, 301, 301,641 ballots amazing. have been processed. That is, they're at uh, 58%. That is and that's phenomenal. Processed. That, doesn't, that doesn't count all the ones that got no. mailed like yesterday, the ones that have shown and you up can, today. Did you know you can go and check if your ballot's been yep. processed? It's yep. so cool. I did it today. You, you I was like, oh. You can see if it's there. If it was accepted and counted and... Yeah, so oh, I go check mine. Hold on. <laughs> you keep talking about no, some numbers. No, no, I'm just looking at some of these. The, those are the two lowest. Utah County and freaking em- Come on, Utah County. It's because it's not exciting. You have John Curtis and 
Uh, I can't even remember the name of the guy uh, he's running are against. Are they extending the polling hours anywhere? Um, yes. So in Georgia or Florida, they extended them to 10 o'clock. So and, the, and the lines trick are is, still- if you're in line... In, you don't in, leave. In Utah, don't if leave. you're in line, it doesn't matter if you're there until two in the morning, you will get to vote if yes. you're in line when they close the yep. polls. So it they will like, they will stick someone at the end of the line when they close the polls and not let anyone new in. But if you are in line when they close those polls, uh you you can you can vote. They're not gonna turn you away. Uh so it looks like aware. everything's about average, about between like fifty and seventy eight percent, which That's is pretty cool. Fucking insane for a midterm election. Voter turnout is always shit in midterms, so that's really cool. Um so my vote's been counted. Daggett County is cool, five hundred and eighty two active registered voters and three hundred and ninety five have been processed. I'm just throwing this out there. My vote's been counted, bitches. That's good. Yay. Mine was too. I checked earlier. I haven't checked mine, but I sent mine in like the day after Yours I got was it. Like so forever I'm ago. sure it was counted too. So, And they count them. I asked the lady at the polling station. She was like, they'll be counted today. I was like, sweet. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited because of all the, all the extra. Yeah, they, they don't count them until today. Um, they'll start counting them in the morning uh, on election day. Um, and they won't post any actual results until the polls close. Uh, which I think is is smart to do. Like you don't want to have polling uh, adjust like how 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 things go throughout the day in terms of voter turnout because that doesn't seem seem correct. Um, but interestingly enough, once those polls close, you're going to see a lot of numbers come out of Utah, and it's going to be the McAdam- McAdams love race. I would not be surprised if we it's don't find. Be so close. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't find out the result for three weeks once all the absentee balance and everything. And that, but get in. but to be honest. That's average. Two weeks, they tell you it's like the 24th or it's... Yeah, they have a specific amount of time. But I just, I think it's going to be so close that neither candidate's going to concede. So it's going to be a long night for both of them. I really hope that's not the case. I hope Ben fucking crushes her. Um, but I, I, I think it's going to be pretty close. Have any numbers started rolling in, though? It's too early. I'm lo- uh, yeah, Poll, I'm polls close watching. at 8. You will not see any results from Utah until after 8 o'clock, and it's not quite 8 o'clock our time yeah, yet. 20 so. minutes to go. Um, so anyway, I just, just wanted us to talk about this, and we've talked about it a couple times, um, the San Juan County stuff. So in Utah, down in southern Utah, there is a county, San Juan County. That I is just like, want you to know I didn't vote for Mitt Romney. I couldn't bring myself to. Um, yeah, that's all right. Thank you. I, you know, I don't know why it wouldn't this be all right. It's printed so small. It is. I needed glasses. Yeah, well, and I only printed the first couple pages. So down in southern that Utah, and we've talked about this before, there's a county, San Juan County. San Juan County is, by and large, Navajo. Should right? I give you, oh, I need to give you the numbers I, for that one. So I, I want to say it is like 80% roughly Navajo. Um so when we talk about gerrymandering, which, by the way, was on the ballot, um, one of the things that, that is, is impactful is when you have a county like San Juan, what was going on there is Republicans have won and they gerrymandered the county. So it is roughly 80% Navajo Indian. They broke up the county into three districts in, in such a way that Navajo people never got a majority say in town councils. They didn't get representation in the state legislature, really. Um, and the crazy lines they draw, like, I don't know if I have the maps in here or not, because I didn't print the whole article is like 20 pages long. By the way, if you want to read this, this is a really good story. It is like an 18-page article. It's really in-depth. Um, it's out on Huffington Post. They did a, a, a joint thing with High Country News, which is a, uh, a Native American site that, that has a whole bunch of Native American-based news stories. Um, 
But essentially, uh, over the course of the last few years, there was a lawsuit that was filed in 2012, um, eventually won, and the appeals process went through, um, and the judge handed down a judgment that says, you know, you need to redraw your lines so that they're fair, uh, because it is illegal, it's unconstitutional to gerrymander that way. Um, you need to draw your lines so that they're fair, so that these people get a fair shake. Uh, the county did not do that. Um, the, the leadership of the county just straight up refused. So the judge in the case, the district judge said, Okay, you don't want to redraw them. I'm redrawing them. And so now down in, is it San Juan or Juab? San Juan. It's got to be San Juan. <laughs> so now down in San Juan County. And so one of the other things that this article talks about is like the way they districted it, like to vote, people had to drive all the way through. Like if you don't know Southern Utah geography very well, to get from one part of it to another, you oftentimes have to drive through Arizona because there are not roads straight through some of the areas. So San Juan County down down in southern Utah, like where Kanab and stuff are down in that area, a lot of times you have to drive through Arizona quite a ways to get to uh, another town. So a lot of these guys were driving, you know, 300 miles to vote the way they had these districts drawn and where the polling places were. How fucking crazy is that? You got to drive 300 miles to even cast a vote. So the chances of getting most people to go vote are pretty slim. And then on top of that, they've gerrymandered it so that uh, even if you do go vote, chances are you don't have enough votes because of the way they draw the lines in neighborhoods to actually get uh, a representation of, of any sort of significance. So the judge said to them, uh, okay, so you didn't do it. You g- we gave you a year. Um, I'm redoing it for you. And now you have to hold elections. Uh, and I'm pretty sure the Native Americans, the Navajo tribe down there, uh, is going to take over control of that county, which I think is fucking fantastic. It's going to be so cool. Which they should. <laughs> I mean, that's it's it's crazy, uh, and, and we talked about it a little bit, but it's crazy to think that that thing happens when we talk about gerrymandering. That's the kind of shit that goes on. So now what you have are basically th- three districts, more or less, in, in that area, and they're broken up so that it is, uh, and this is where, is it Blanding? I think is is the the major town that's down there, and it's a town of like you know four people, um, <laughs> but it's broken into essentially three districts for for the council. I think uh, of the county, and um, you've got like one district that's like ninety percent Navajo, one that's like seventy plus percent, and then one that's like fifty fifty. Uh, and so I I suspect that we're going to see a, a big change in local government there uh, for the better, uh, and I'm pretty stoked about that. This is, by the way, in case you're wondering where Bears Ears is at, is down in this area, um, and the, the the white people of Blanding did not like Bears Ears, and they managed to convince people to shrink the monument, and the rest of the people that live down there, you know, 80% of the population were like, no, we want Bears Ears, because guess what? It's fucking sacred to us, you assholes. Yeah. Uh, so I think you're going to see some, some big changes down there, uh, which is really cool. I really hope so. Anyway, um, it was a big, long fought case. Um, and it's, it's good to see them win that case and to have a judge enforce things properly. And it's, it's actually in effect for this election. It was back in 83 is when they started fighting this thing. Well, and, and, and the way like this stuff was done and land was purchased around here, was really fucking shady. Like the way the white people got into Blanding and got control and the, the fucking money that they made, it's some really shady shit. And this article, it's really good. It goes into a lot of that stuff and how the leadership of Blanding took power and how the fucking landowners basically fucked over Native Americans in the area. Uh, yeah. Somebody just tweeted out that we're 15 minutes away from the polls closing and they used Europe's final countdown. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have thought about that, but ours is funny too, so it's okay. 
So we're close. We're close. I don't. I'm. Uh, I don't know. This is. Uh, I don't. It, it's sounding like CNN doesn't think we're gonna be able to flip the Senate, which is kind of sad. And I say we because I'm a Democrat. In case you guys didn't know that, and you're still listening to this show, <laughs> uh, I am a Democrat uh, through and through. But it, maybe we're not gonna win the Senate, which I'm not entirely um, shocked about, unfortunately. Um, but maybe we'll bring you some more updates as we go. But uh, I wanted to talk about uh, some other non-election stuff, if that's okay with you guys. They have. I just want you to know. So the I think they're having a big party at Vivint for the GOP. Like that's where their headquarters are right now. Oh. And the uh, I wish we had like a feed or something that that you could see this picture. Claire Jones tweeted it out. And it's a big old poster that has a picture of Senator Hatch on that says, thanks, Senator Hatch, for your 42 years of service. Jesus Christ. <laughs> thanks for giving up your seat and not dying in office. <clears throat> well, we could have the golden child take over. <laughs> so sad. The golden child. So uh, now we're going to go through some lists. Um, so I, I was digging around. So this was kind of last minute. We were supposed to have uh, David West with us tonight. Um, he was very sad, and he didn't want to burn any bridges, so we will definitely have yeah, him. Tell back. him he's not oh, burning no. any bridges. We fucking love David West. That dude is, that dude is a goddamn rock star, um, and he, he's really wanted to come back on the show. We've talked to him quite a few times um, when we see him at, at different events, and um, he like st- still his episode uh, one of the is, is one of the top downloaded episodes of all time. So uh, clearly our listeners liked him or at least his listeners like liked, us or liked, like the, they like him enough to listen. He doesn't have listeners. He has readers. Uh, well, I mean, he has fans. So and that dude is like like every time I see him, I can't Did you tell. see his Scooby Doo pictures. He was sh- uh, not Shaggy. Who's the other one? Uh, yeah. And he had a wig on like Scrappy. he was uh, he was unrecognizable. It was of, so funny. Did he have one of Jeremy's dogs with him? Because they look like Scooby Doo or Scrappy Doo. Scrappy Doo. Because they're, they're the same coloration, Rocky. especially especially Rocky. It could be Scrappy Doo. And, and the, the collars are the like same teal colored collar that they use for Scooby Doo and Scrappy. You just need to get the little. Or was Scrappy's red? Scrappy's might have been red. Scrappy Doo's was that color. I don't know about Scrappy's. Scrappy. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so uh, I, I wanted to do some more Utah stuff. So we talked about what we love about Utah, and I was kind of digging around, and I apologize for the like fucking micro font apparently that printed uh, from these sites. Um, <laughs> I didn't think I had bad eyes. We're going to start with this one. So uh, yeah, let, so let's, I let's save the whales. So I I was digging through some different like interesting facts about Utah, and I came across this one on another list. I had like seventeen lists that I was looking through. I, I Scrappy's collars teal too. Uh, uh, okay, thanks for looking that up. Um, so anyway, in 1875, so I put this one down because I didn't want to print. There was a lot of repeats on some of them, but this one seemed like this one struck me as so fucking insane. I had to put it on because this one's I didn't, legit, people. In 1875, a name, uh, a man named James Wickman was looking for a way to increase tourism in the state of Utah. So he thought having whales swimming around in the Great Salt Lake would do the trick. He had two of the giant mammals shipped in from Australia. Unfortunately, once they swam off, there's no official record that they were ever seen again, although rumored spottings continue to this day. That is insane. Transplanting wells into an inland salt lake that is not hospitable to those animals. Like they probably fucking died within days. But my question and is, sunk to the bottom. How, but in the salt lake, maybe that's the smell. Floats. 
Wouldn't those well, bad boys float up? I don't up? think so. Well, you would think they would. Well, they, they, here's a good chance. Like, think of how big the Great Salt Lake is. Like, it's like it's freaking 1,200 square miles or something. Uh, and, and it's, uh, oh, it's uh, 2,100 square miles. And isn't the center of it, like, so deep that they haven't been able to figure out how no. deep No, the deepest point is only 34 feet yeah, of the so, Great Salt Lake. So that's one of the facts oh. I want to use. Utah Lake is really deep. Is it Utah Lake yeah. that's got the... 2,100 yeah. square miles, average depth of 13 feet. The deepest part of the Great Salt Lake is 34 feet. So it is a very shallow, stinky body of water. <laughs> and they lost two freaking whales. And when you're out there at night, it feels like you're on another planet. It's so weird. It's weird because of the, the, the ecology. They have the, those cruises that you, we talked so about. Like, the yeah. ecosystem out there is just so vastly different from other places. Like, it's really kind of a unique, weird Utah thing. And we, we So these lists are all little interesting fun facts and, and trivia about Utah. And I'm, I'm, we're just going to go through them because I think they're great. I uh, like that one. That one was pretty cool. So some of them we've actually we've talked about, but so of course the first transcontinental railroad was actually celebrated at Promontory it's Point. Because we met halfway through the United States. In yeah, Utah. the West really won there. Um, <laughs> we'll meet you halfway, man. The Central Pacific, what a bunch of chumps! In and Utah, that, was that the Central Pacific was the West Coast Railroad and Union Pacific was from the East? Yeah. So at least the Union Pacific got to keep the railroad, right? Because right. they're the ones that exist now. They bought up everything else. I, I know we make fun of this every time, but I just can you imagine the end? engineers on that and they're like we should be meeting up soon let's go a few more miles we should be meeting up so god damn it where the hell are they well we got <laughs> all these unions over here in california we keep having people leave to go gold rush and uh, we can only hire a union in california this is yeah, gonna take a while this is gonna be a while back in <laughs> fucking east coast is like god damn it we're in wyoming motherfuckers are you close like just about just a little farther i mean we've got like a trail of hundreds of thousands of dead chinese people along the railroad here that we brought in to work on this you thing. realize we're in utah there's only one state left you idiots yeah oh shit well, we're uh, almost to california hey we made it yeah we got there we met you <laughs> let's let's have the signing right here in the, in the middle <laughs> Let's so. drive that spike in, that golden spike to rec <laughs> to recognize meeting in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> it's still it's like it's unbelievable that, that that somehow was like the middle. And it's in Utah. Like Utah is three quarters of the way across the country. Yeah. And and it's down at the bottom part of the Utah, so it's pretty close to California. <laughs> so you covered one state and a little bit of another one. Well, and the next one is about Levin, which makes me giggle because it's it's navel backwards, which means middle of Utah. But the belly button is not in the middle of your body. Oh, it kind of is. If I mean, it really, it's not in the middle of my body. Um, yeah, like, uh, yeah. Should we my, measure you after? We should, because I'm it. I'm guessing my waist is the middle, but. Some people yeah, have. But what longer, if you have really long legs, or some, you have a really long torso? Yeah, some or people have long torso. What if you have a long head? Maybe, I do not have long legs. Maybe, I'm sure. Maybe the tip <laughs> of my <laughs> penis is the middle of it. Maybe. While flaccid, not hard. I was just gonna say, when it's pointed up or pointed down. <laughs> okay, maybe if it's you know what if it's pointed up, we're 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 getting into belly button territory anyway. So belly button territory. This so, is taking a weird turn. Yeah, our <laughs> listeners now know way more about me than maybe they wanted to know it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know our listeners' thoughts right now. Uh, so Utah is the site of the nation's first department store. Did you guys know that? Sure did. ZCMI. So ZCMI back in uh, the 1800s, late 1800s. So. They also had a distillery, and they sold whiskey to the western part of the United so, States. So let me let me get this straight. Utah was the beginning of a dining industry. <laughs> we started the we started department stores, which are now vastly on the decline. Like, 
Well, oh. and we tore ZCMI down, what, 10, 7, 8? Yeah, nine. now City Creek exists there. That was like 15 plus years ago. Did you know that there was a Seer, uh, J.C. Penny or Sears? J.C. Penny in Eureka, like one of the very first ones. I believe it. I yeah. believe it. And and so, so speaking of Sears, actually, I went into the Sears over in Jordan Landing that's closing. And uh, you guys need to pay attention here. Come on. No, I'm busy. Stop <laughs> looking at election results. I'm not. I'm looking at us in a picture. Um, you guys in a picture at the Real. Oh. Uh, anyway, so so we uh, we uh, uh, went into that Sears. I went into that Sears in Jordan Landing that's closing like all the other Sears in the country because they are closing. Um, Two, I just time out. Two minutes ago, Adam McAdams is leading by 10 points. Okay. Adam McAdams? Okay, we can't keep doing this all the time. No, we can. Because everyone has already seen the results by this point. When they <laughs> listen to this podcast, they're going to be like, God damn it, I got to skip through this one and skip through this one because I already know. But it's interesting to me. I know, I know, but let's maybe... Oh, so back to back, back to JC Penny. No, so it's Sears, not <laughs> JC back Penny. To Sears. But I went in there, and so I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna go look around. Maybe they got some, the stores closing. Like stuff's gonna be cheap, right? So, so I'm walking around. Nothing's all that cheap. Like stuff's fifty percent off. I look like these sheet sets. They're like still fifty bucks, and they're not that great. Like I'm like, what the hell? So, like our fridge is still more expensive. Well, so, than no, 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 it was the range. So I go back oh. there. I'm like, oh well, no, I just want to get rid of appliances because they've got you know four models and stuff that's there that they have to get rid of. Like Kenmore's going away, right? So I go back there. The exact same range that we just bought, they have it listed at two thousand dollars, half off for a thousand. Any other store, even at MSRP, that thing is less than a thousand dollars. I think we paid seven. Yeah, that sounds closer. <laughs> Something like, like that. And I think we paid with all the massive discounts. We got less than six for ours for our gas yeah, injection package deal. Yeah, yeah, like we got some huge discounts on it. So. It's like going into Kohl's. It's like you're not fooling anybody you know to what, say though? this shirt was one hundred and twenty dollars marked Kohl's, down to sixty. Kohl's has figured something out. Kohl's is one of the few department stores that is still turning profits in this this day and age. They have figured it out. I don't know what they're doing that's special, but if you go read about them, they're one of like two that has actually figured out this landscape and is still doing really well, and their investors are are still behind them. Because um, we are in like an Amazon age, right? Like it, a department store just not is not the place anymore. I think it's really because they put their biggest focus on clothes, and people are still hesitate to buy clothes online. Like you still want to, well, it's tough. You want to, especially try women it and stuff. You still want to, like a t-shirt is one thing, or even maybe a dress shirt for a man. You can neck and even sleeve size more it, and more. I've been buying clothes online because you walk into most department stores, the women's section's half the store, the men's section is one aisle. Aww. Yeah. Well, I, but hey, the, the, I'm what, just saying. <laughs> but what Bree is saying is true. Like for men, like I know what size jeans I wear. I know what size pants I wear. Men's pants are great. They have a waist. They have a length, and sometimes they'll have an inseam if you're buying fancy pants, right? Fancy. A- pants. And they have a they have a a style like a leg style. Guess what? A thirty eight by thirty or a thirty six by thirty or a thirty two by thirty two. They fit the same way pretty much no matter what fucking brand of jeans you have because those measurements are consistent. With a woman's clothes, well, it could be a one, a three, a five, a seven, a small, an extra small, a medium, a large, Oh, don't a zero. forget the even numbers. There, there's yeah, two, zero, four, two, six, four. There's eight. a double zero. Like, small, extra large. No, and, and there's juniors, women. I don't know my stuff from China. Well, and here's, here's, <laughs> here's where it gets really confusing. You're like, oh, oh, I accidentally wandered from the petites into the plus sizes. I'm looking at zeros that are double okay. the size. Of the no, zeros and the petites. They don't. They don't make zeros in women's sizes. They make twos, and you're like, oh well, this should be a two, and you're like, wait, 
Uh, and then they're like right next to each other because there's not a clear demarcation line, which makes sense. And sometimes like the pregnancy thing is right next to, and I'm I'll like walk like, over oh, and be like, oh, this really is cute. cute, and then I'm like, oh, this God, is man. a tent. What the fuck? <laughs> that's really cute, but I don't have a giant belly. Why don't they just go off of inches like men's clothes? <laughs> because women are willing to go in and try on all the damn clothes, and men well, aren't. Also, like, if you had to go in and try on every single pair of pants that you ever were going to wear. You would have three pair of pants. Okay. Also, I think it's it's in part this, like the, the, the type of stress that society has put on women to be specific sizes and, and labeling them with numbers. Like, guys don't give a fuck. I mean, to some extent, like as some guys, like I, I'm very self-conscious about how fucking fat my belly is, right? Like, I think it's gigantic. And I try to hide it in baggier clothes. Well, women, like bigger women, don't want to feel like they don't want to wear a size 52 because the tiny ass woman like my daughter is wearing a size zero. And, and, and the really big girl that's her best friend doesn't 52 is an exaggeration, but they don't, they don't want to be wearing, say, a 16 because there's a number there. And that's that's a really hard number for them to accept because socially we've said big is huge. You know, like huge is bad. Like big is bad. <laughs> big is huge. Yeah. Okay, but I mean, but think, that's that is absolutely the case, and I think that's a big reason why you see that kind of stuff go on. But the problem is, then it is harder for women to buy. But there's not a. St- I mean, even if even if it wasn't that, even if they said, okay, in order to be a size two, you must make it this and this and this, it wouldn't be so bad. But it's not. Well, like you can go to Old Navy and get a size two. And go to Kohl's and be a size six. Yeah, because they're just different. Like, honestly, fit. like you You could go to Forever 21 and you're you a size 15 because they make them for teeny tiny Asian girls. We are so deterred from this list right now. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm sorry. But th- that's so I think that's why. And we started. We'll go back. It was ECM. We're, st- we're talking about JCPenney's going out of business. So the next, the next Sears. item. Sears. The next item. Yeah, Sears. You're so confused, The next Jeremy. item is they're the Mormon the same Temple. Store. <laughs> so the Mormon Temple took 40 years to complete. But during that time, St. George, Manti, and Logan were all completed before the Salt Lake Temple was. Okay, this is one that I found on a bunch of lists that actually I think is is really interesting. So Interstate 70. So Interstate 70 is basically a nothing highway. (laughs) It stretches from I-15 right around Richfield, basically, all the way to Colorado to Grand Junction. So it's actually a good way to get to Colorado. If you want recreational pot, that's the the highway you typically Isn't that the one where you go down and then... By Cove Fort, you turn. Yep, Cove Fort is actually that. The That's actual, the junction. Yeah, and there's two junctions, so you can get to it if you go through Price Canyon, uh, and and down that way, and then you can get to it from down by Cove Fort. Because yeah, because if you up. actually get off at Cove Fort when you're getting back on, it inter- it like crosses right there. So, but what's interesting about this is that that section of I-70 is the one of the most deserted stretches of interstate in the U.S. And I read it is something like 180 miles with zero turnoffs or services. Damn. <laughs> Better get gas, dude. Yeah, don't fucking go down that stretch without gas. And it is desert. There's nothing there. It's just open desert. It's crazy. Uh, Rainbow Bridge is, uh, uh, they say, nature's abstract sculpture of carved solid stance on it's it's an arch it's one of the arches uh it's the world's largest natural rock span and it has a 276 foot wide and three i think that says 278 278 i can't read it doesn't matter two feet's not the big deal and 309 feet high that's fucking crazy that's way bigger than delicate yeah yeah and delicate yeah, delicate's the, delicate yeah because it's got that teeny tiny top because that's what's on our license plates is is delicate like 
So they, they outlawed the swinging from the arches stuff because it was so bad for the arches. Is Delicate going to get to a point where it falls apart? Yeah. It, 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 in, it natural, in, our, in our lifetime. Mm, no. That I don't know, but it's sandstone. So that's why, like, when you're driving down through St. George, when you go down through the gorge and you're heading to Nevada, if you look up there, that's why it looks like these huge rocks are balanced on nothing. What's yeah. actually happened is the softer stone around it over time has eroded, eroded and, yeah. and well, that's away. why that's why Bryce Canyon looks the way it has. Right, like Bryce Canyon is freaking beautiful. So eventually, those arches will collapse. Eventually. So, uh, and if you let the Boy Scout troops up there, it'll happen sooner. So we talk about our, our location. So there's a couple of facts here about our snow, and we talk about it a lot. So average snowfall in our mountains is almost 500 inches a year. You skipped the, that the Great Salt we, Lake covers 2,100 square miles. We talked, about, we it talked about it earlier. Sorry, you I missed some of this. No, you just weren't paying attention. It's okay. <sighs> okay. <laughs> um because of our inland location, we have unusually dry snow, and that's why we have the greatest snow on Earth. Uh, 15 alpine ski resorts in the, the state of Utah. This is 14. 14. That's what I meant by 15. <laughs> <laughs> you should hold it further away. Maybe you can see it better. I have to hold it far away. Jeremy and I have like, so, we're like plastered it on the wall across the room to so see it. On average, uh, we have the tallest peaks in the country. The average elevation of our tall peaks is 11,222 feet higher than the same average in any other state. Wow. So we are on average 11,000 feet higher than the rest of the country. That's why. That's one of the reasons why the Olympic teams like to come here to train. Yeah. Because if you train at a higher elevation and then you go down to a lower elevation, it's much easier. You're like, whoo, look at that oxygen. Yeah, I, I, was, actually, I was actually talking to a guy from, from Scottsdale today about being up here and they did some corporate training in Park City last week and a whole bunch of other people got altitude sickness. And I said, that happens to people from sea level. Like, when you come up to this elevation yeah. and you do strenuous activity, it is hard to breathe and you don't think about it because we're up here and, like, like I grew up in this actually a higher elevation than Salt Lake, so it doesn't affect me. Um, I'm just used to it, right? But but, but here in the valley, we're at four, over 4,000 feet. Yeah, here we're like 4,500 feet in the yeah. valley. Um, and I grew up around 5,500 feet. But the mountains, again, 11,000 feet average height in the state. That's pretty crazy. Uh, Salt Lake City was originally named the Great Salt Lake City. Uh, Great was dropped in 18. Which is good because sometimes Salt Lake City doesn't already fit on the forms that I have to fill out. That's true. SLC, though, that does. <laughs> uh, uh, we're not going to talk about all the state shit. We already did all that. Um, the Ute Indians is how the Uinta Mountains got named. So the Indian tribe came before the, or should, should I say the uh, Native American tribe, instead of Indian tribe like this thing says, came before <laughs> the mountain range. Uh, the Wasatch Mountain Range is named after a specific Ute Indian uh, name meaning mountain pass or low place in high mountain. That's interesting. Uh, the name Utah comes from the Ute Indian tribe. <laughs> That's a shocker. Whoa. Uh, during World War II, um, Alta Ski Center became involved in the war effort uh, when paratroopers from the 10th Mountain Regiment trained there. That's interesting. They, they would parachute in... And ski down, which which was uh, was necessary for parts of Europe because they were training them to go into Switzerland and yeah. places like that, and they, and they needed to be able to airdrop them in because there was no other way to get them there. So they also trained out by Brigham City. They had a they had a training camp out by Brigham City as well. How old is this list? 
Uh, I don't know. I just found it. It's really old because it says Utah's professional sports teams include the Utah Jazz of the NBA, the Salt Lake Buzz of Triple League Baseball, the Utah Grizzlies Hockey Club of the International Hockey League, and the Utah Stars of the WNBA. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're all Salt Lake. We have a professional well, we don't have, rugby we team. We haven't had stars for years. No, we have a professional rugby team. We have a professional new football team. We have a women's soccer team. Um, this is a lie. Five national The list parks. is a lie. Arches, Canyonlands, so Zion, Bryce, Yeah, whoever did this is a moron then. You know what? Calm down, guys. Calm down. Are you producing this kind of content? Oh, wait a minute. Look at down at the bottom. Thanks to something, something, Utah facts. <laughs> 1987 uh, to 1998. 1998. That's when my daughter was born. Most uh, of these facts are still good, though. Jesus. Still save the whales. Jesus Cristo. Jesus Christ, what are you talking about? <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty much it. So the Escalante River is here in Utah. It's considered oh, the largest major river to be discovered in the U.S. On February tw- uh, February 5th to 24th, 2002, Salt Lake City will be hosting the Olympics. Uh, that's, that's February 8th to Actually, the 24th. that is super relevant because we're currently working on putting out a bid for, for are, Olympics, and it's awesome. Chances are there will be no gymnastics from the U.S. for a while. <gasps> Can you believe that? Yeah, that's crazy. Completely Dude. shutting down the organization. Doesn't surprise me. And that's, it's not, those are little girls' dreams crushed. It's not the U.S. either. The International Olympic Committee's got a lot to say about it. Oh, I'm I'm excited about this. The world will share in the drama. (laughs) (laughs) You're just obsessed with it. So, another cool thing we talked about the U.N. The U.N. is coming here. That is, that's, Newsworthy. I'm that's surprised that last runner last didn't know that that you were the one that broke that. So news did thing. we we did we did talk about that last, yeah. last week? Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just want to make sure. Um, so Capitol Reef National Park uh, protects the water pocket fold, a hundred mile long wrinkle in the Earth's crust, known as known to geologists as a mono monocline. The water monocline. Pocket, the mo- water pocket fold extends from Thousand Lakes Mountain to the Colorado River. Interesting. Um. Fillmore was Utah's first capital, by the way. Yeah, I knew uh, that. Yeah. And you know how I found it out is there was something that was on the internet that was like, only five cities in the U.S. are still the same capital as they were when the state became a state. And I looked at it because I was like, oh, Utah will be on there because nope. we just barely... Tra- and I was because I thought, well, we just dropped the great so they'll count it. And we weren't. And so I looked it up. It was Fillmore. Fillmore. Fillmore Beaver. So this Will you, is, can I interrupt again? I know you're going to be mad at me, but I'm just really excited right now. I don't want to hear election results. Oh, stop it. The people will know tomorrow. I know. That's why I don't want to waste our time here talking it's about it. It's not a waste because now All you've right. just wasted time saying no. There just say yes. Say so, Hurry. Say what, what is it? Right now, Shireen is at 67%. Yay, Shireen. With how much reporting, though? Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it does matter. If that's 5% reporting, that's not good enough. Okay, stop. Don't tell me to stop. You just fucking told me that I had to let election results in. And now, now you're whining about Now you're whining about it. I'm not whining. Yes, I'm just are. saying let's Again. let's be critical of the <laughs> result. That's nope. what I was saying upstairs when we were Ooh, looking at hey, the... Oh, hey, the fourth When I wasn't here, you mean? I wasn't here either. You were, were here. Talking you were, about? I, when I was pointing at the TV and talking about how it was... <laughs> Like I was when, not when, here. When CNN is like... I walked in and we came downstairs. Yeah, so stop it. When, when CNN is like, when CNN is like, oh, they're winning in this county and like there's 10% of the result coming in, like that's a little facetious to give the whole county to a specific side. 
So the fourth air squadron for or the fourth squadron for Hill Air Force Base. Please don't read it. (laughs) You gotta be careful. It's not. What's it say? It became the U.S. Air Force's first operational tactical fighter squadron in March of 1980. Yeah, it's old. It's like 40 years old. The squadron's nickname is Fujin. The television show Touched by an Angel is being filmed in Utah. (laughs) (laughs) This is a vintage list. I liked that show. Where did you find this list? uh, On the interwebs. Utah has the highest literacy rate. Okay, so here's some here's some really cool facts. Oh, that's cool. We talk about how awesome. Doubt it. We talk about how awesome our outdoors are. So here's some some cool outdoor facts. So Utah uh, has 11,000 miles of fishing streams and 147,000 acres of lakes and reservoirs. Wow, we're cool. I, I want to throw this out there. Utah is also home to one of the largest deserts in the world. Or is part of one of the largest deserts in the world. So the reservoirs actually don't surprise me, but the the fishing streams, um, eleven thousand miles. That's a lot of mileage lot. Of, of waterways. Um, Be- Beaver is the birthplace okay, of two they, famous people. These guys are cheaters because number forty three on here also says the name Utah comes from the yeah. Native American U tribe. <laughs> <laughs> They've listed it twice. So Beaver is the birthplace of two very famous pe- people, Milo T. Farnsworth, inventor. It's Philo T. Farnsworth. Or fi- I can't hardly read this thing. Philo T. Yeah, Farnsworth. Yeah, but don't you know his name? Inventor <laughs> of Milo. TV and Butch Cassidy. That's okay, Jennifer. The notorious <laughs> Western outlaw. Hey, Jason. Um, we're just making up names now. Just so making stuff up. Utah covers 84,900 square miles of land, and we are the 11th largest state in the country by land mass. Wow. Um the federal government owns 65% of I our don't land. Think, I think that's I different I think now. that number's probably lower <laughs> when this list was written. Actually, maybe no, not. No, I because, think it's bigger because we we have Bears Ears now, even uh, though they made it smaller. I don't know. Grand Staircase wasn't uh, assigned by this yeah, point either I think you're right. because Clinton was, was not done yep. doing that. Um, Laverkin at the entrance to Na- Zion National Park is, is a beautiful valley and is called the Garden Spot of Dixie. I did not know that. All right, let's move to the next list. Maybe it's okay. more recent. There are going to be... Re- Maybe it will be bigger. There's going to be repeats, so don't fucking repeat stuff we've already It's not that much read. bigger, but it feels clearer. It's actually smaller. Um, well, <laughs> I like number smaller. one, no, in case I don't you didn't think it know. Is. Um, it is 33 versus 50. Trust me, Oh, the list, list is shorter. Yeah. I thought you meant the font was smaller. Oh, no, no. No, the font... Well, I think the font's bigger. Uh, it is. So the tallest peak is King's Peak in the state of Utah. This gives you an idea of height because we said the average height is 11,222 feet higher than the same average in any other state. 13,528 is the highest peak. So it's not like there's a lot of variation. We are really high up. Uh, the average, the, the, the max is, is only about 2,000 feet higher than the average, which is pretty crazy to me. Um, let's see. Completion of the world's first transcontinental. <laughs> there are a lot of repeats, but these two had enough different that I wanted to. Did we? Wait, did, was this one on the other list? Utah was acquired by the United States in 1848 in the treaty ending the Mexican War. It was. It was. Okay, I didn't remember that one. So Utah is the only state to have a cooking pot among its symbols. <laughs> we talked about this before, but there's not a lot of others that do. And it's the you know Dutch what, though, one. I think that it's that's suitable. It's a, that's a very suitable, like unlike. Okay, in the California seagull, we've talked about that. There's a reason for that, that it's our state right. bird. Um, but I just kind of interesting. Uh, number 10 is awesome. We've never talked about that before, that Utah is the only state that produces gelsonite, which is a pure form of asphalt. Uh, and it's used in printing inks and paints. 
uh, oil well drilling, muds and cements, asphalt modifiers. That's really cool. That we're the only that place is that produces really, that. Really cool. Is that what Point of the Mountain's made out of? And that's why they're taking <laughs> it up. Um, uh, <laughs> well, they're just doing that to annoy us. Oh, no, I'm going to look where those They're trying are. to destabilize the mountain so all those people that live up there are going to fall off. I know I've said this before, too, but when you're on the Utah Lake side of things and you look over, that freeway is hanging on by like a grain of Yeah, it's nothing. just a thin shred. Well, we also have the largest open pit mine in the world. That's true. We rape, from outer we, space. we rape, pillage, and plunder. Um, so the precipitation variance is really crazy. So from 5 inches to 60 inches uh, across the state. That's just a really... Really interesting fact that I, I keep reading on some of these lists. So, hmm. um, yeah, God, there's a lot more repeating than I thought. Um, <laughs> Don't worry. These mines are all out in Uinta County. Uinta County. So this one, Utah is the only state whose capital's name is made of three words. All three words in Salt Lake City have four letters each. That's true. And they're not bad words. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> I mean, there's a <laughs> lot of four-letter words out well, there. That, and, and they're all, like, words. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> but they're all like words like salt is a thing and a lake is a thing on its own and city is a thing on its own <laughs> Utah is the jello capital of the world oh Jesus it's true we do we do eat a lot more jello is eaten in Utah than anywhere else in the world oh. so Democrats are getting control of the house we're getting really close oh don't, don't you talk, talk about, about voting that. I oh. want to know about the Idaho the Idaho race is actually a really big deal as well the governor race up there. Uh, I don't see that they're really reporting yet. It doesn't look like their polls are closed. So a, um, did you know the mayor of Ogden was killed in Afghanistan? Yes, yes. North Ogden. That's so sad. Seven North kids. Ogden. That's so sad. Seven kids. Seven, and they range from like fourteen to eleven months. Yeah, baby. Yeah. That's sad. Crazy. Hey, who do we? Somebody at work said, "What do you think that his wife is doing?" I said, "Crying." <laughs> like honestly, like, what do you do at that point? Like, that's sad. Yeah. So we have we have some uh, uh, we have some fun guests coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. Um, <laughs> we do. This is well, nice to me. I, I don't have anybody booked. <laughs> we have cat booked next week. That's it, and that's it. Then it's done. Oh, <laughs> here I was thinking we had a bunch. Oh, uh, well, maybe David will be in the near future again. He though. will be. So, yeah. So uh, his wife works for a pharmaceutical company, and she has to go out of town on occasion, and it just happened today. So yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and and um, well, maybe he can come that Tuesday before Thanksgiving. This is the time of year that it becomes a little more difficult to tie people down because of the holidays. Um, and Jess has been on vacation, and she does most of that for us. If you want to join the show, though, Jess is a great person to talk to. Oh, the, I saw that that Join from, the show like as a host? No. As a guest. I saw that the Uncon guy contact to do that was kind of cool. And to be fair, uh, when Jess... Yeah, that's actually a really funny when story. When Jess says she hasn't booked anybody... Um, what she means is I haven't locked it down and shared it with you guys Because yet. I don't want to get you excited. For and someone then, like David West and then have that son yeah, of a bitch. David. <laughs> you bastard rock star, you. You know, I've never met an author that is as much of a rock star as that it's guy. It's so true. It's so like, true. We, we met him around. at uh, Halloween Expo two years ago. I love yeah. him at Comic-Con. Like, yeah, if I great. see that he's doing a panel, I, I like to He's a dude and a dad. Hey, should we talk about that, by the way? We never talked about the, the ruling that came down in the stay that, that came down with it. For Fanax. So, so 
Fanex lost the lawsuit in the state of California. The jury found that they did violate a trademark right, but Fanex, uh, yeah, or the, the, the Salt, Salt Lake Comic Con um, violated a violated San Diego Comic Con's trademark. Um, but they basically said they didn't do it like like it wasn't an intentional like right off the coattails of it, but that they just violated um, somewhat unknowingly, like knowingly violated it in terms of I, I don't remember the exact verbiage, but basically they knew it was trademarked, they used it anyway, but they weren't using it maliciously because to, there's a whole bunch of other places yeah, that are using to, to make money based off of San Diego's success, right? And so. To further back that up, the jury in this case awarded a whole whopping $20,000 to San Diego Comic-Con, which basically is a statement like, okay, you won the case, but you're not getting anything because it's really kind of bullshit. You just get the win, right? Which is important for San Diego Comic-Con because it allows them to go after other folks if the appeals process. So, but Or the, other folks are already changing their names. The judge down there in Southern California then decided that he didn't like the jury's decision and uh, awarded a ridiculous amount of attorney fees to San Diego Comic-Con and court costs to, to San Diego Comic-Con, meaning uh, Salt Lake Comic-Con uh, organization Fan X would have to shell out, it was like... Four million dollars or something. Yeah, it was an insane amount of money to San Diego Comic-Con, which basically would cause the show to end in Salt Lake. It would have bankrupted um, them. So they did get an emergency stay, so they don't have to pay that uh, as this is going through appeals process, um, which they're going to appeal up and it will probably go to a much higher level. It'll probably go to some sort of federal court um, because ultimately uh, th there is question of that trademark being a valid trademark. So who knows how long that'll drag on, but uh, the good news is they're still doing shows, they're doing Fanex and probably another fucking Comic-Con, and we'll see how Fanex goes. I already bought my tickets because I got an insane discount by buying them like, know, as soon I as they came out. I need to get mine. Um, when is it? It's, it's in April. April. Mm. It's only two days. It's going to yeah. be a Friday and a Saturday, so tickets are a bit cheaper. Right now, they're 30% off. So if you get tickets now, I would recommend getting them now at 30% off. You're not going to find a better deal that ends at Thanksgiving. Their VIP tickets are like 120 or something, 110. Yeah, and like it, even if you don't get VIP tickets, like even just getting a multi-pass, like now's the time to do it. That's a, that's a really good savings, 30% off of the normal price. And then at the door, they actually charge even more than that. So I, I would it's recommend. April 19th and 20th, by the but, way. By the way, good Christmas presents. Like, we've done that for our kids before. We got them tickets that's, for Christmas. I've had for Christmas. And that's a really good Christmas present. Because that falls for Christmas, and then the regular Comic-Con fell, like, right before my birthday. So, I'd always have Christmas and birthday presents. See? That's good. That's good. So... I'm getting a tattoo for my birthday. I might actually be getting three of them. Three tattoos? Yeah. Three. Where and three what? tattoos. tattoos. She's going to get my name with a dick on her lower back. Let's have like a real conversation about this. What are you really getting? So on the so I, there's several people at work that have tattoos on the inside of their wrists, and I kind of like it. So I'm gonna get the girls uh, astrological astrological signs. signs and their birth dates on my wrists, and then so you don't forget when you're older. Yeah, yeah. When and she, then when she goes see by, me. and then by happenstance, both of my girls have a crescent moon on their body somewhere, like tattooed on their bodies. And so I asked them if they thought it would be okay if I got one. So I'm going to get a crescent moon somewhere too. Um, and then all three of us will have just I'm going to have her get an somewhere. extravagant one. 
right in the small of her back. No, I'm not putting a tattoo. It's not 1990. She's not. She's not under the age of 23. I actually told both my daughters, "I'm good if you guys get tattoos. I just request." Don't get them in your lower back until after the age of 23. Well, if you're over 23 and you feel like you still want that tattoo, go for it. That That's actually what they both well, want you also said don't go somewhere cheap and get a shitty one. Yeah, well, and our kids both want a tattoo, and we're getting them tattoos for Christmas. Which but Cassie has five now? I just got one in New Orleans. Yeah. So I, I'm just throwing that out there. Like that's I don't know if that's good or bad parenting that we're buying them tattoos for Christmas. But They're I'm, adults. Well, and I'm also getting them good tattoos instead of shit. That well, they and get. I think Cassie already has... Let's see. She has the moon and the constellation. And the paw print. And the paw print. And doesn't she have like writing or some shit on her side? Or no, that's the boob. constellation. I thought she had like words on her boob or under her boob or something. I don't think so. Anyway. Maybe she only has three. I don't know. Um, anyway. So if you want to get a hold of us, at TNU Podcast on Twitter is a great great way to have us retweet events. <laughs> what, are, what are you doing over here, Jeremy? He's you're, trying to hold your hand. You're pulling the... Oh, sorry. The, so a great way to, <laughs> great way to get us to... <laughs> I, I see it going across the table. <laughs> to retweet Chris is events. like wrapping a cord around his hand, and um, Jeremy's like trying to stop him. You can also find us on uh, Facebook at the New Utah um, Podcast on Facebook, and then uh, thenewutah.com. Uh, we're also on Instagram. If you follow us on Tuesdays, Jess often posts pictures of us podcasting, um, random pictures of the studio and of us talking. And when we have guests, usually. Treats, she usually does stuff with guests. Um, you know, sometimes she tries to get them to take off their shirt, which is really awkward, but whatever. <laughs> um, That's okay. It's less awkward than when Jeremy tries to figure out how they're conceived. Thank you for voting. It sounds uh-huh. like uh, everything that we've done has worked. You guys are voting. <laughs> everything we've um, done has worked. I credit our hard work over the last couple of months. <laughs> Utah. It wasn't welcome. Shireen knocking on over 3,000 doors at all. Hopefully No, when. it's like 40,000 doors. <laughs> uh, she, she posted the stats for something I don't they're remember. crazy. So, uh, yeah, um, Thanks for listening. Um, if you like what you hear, please share it. Uh, we had if a great, you don't, you should share it anyway. Yeah, that's true. Just share it to everyone. Be like, oh, listen to this shit. That's fine because <laughs> I just then they'll listen. And probably they'll you know if one out of a hundred likes us, that makes me happy. Um, uh, we had a great October. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a, a great November and a great December. And um, you know, hopefully, the holidays are fantastic for you guys. Uh, they started officially for me last weekend with Diwali which I think I'm just going to start celebrating every year now. I think that we'll probably get invited. I, I don't think I did anything embarrassing, even though I was just, <laughs> Although I got a little emotional with their daughter because I haven't seen my daughter in months, and she's like almost the same age, but she seemed to be okay with it. You didn't top tank in their bathroom on the way out? Nope. Good. Boy, that is fucked up, dude. <laughs> Why would you suggest doing that? She said she didn't do anything house? embarrassing or horrible. But, I just, you know. I mean, that's horrible. That is that's definitely horrible. horrible. Right? <laughs> If that's your bar for where, like, Jeremy's like, well, anything less than upper decking their toilet is probably okay in my book. Like, that's, that's much, the horrible one. I pretty much just sat at the table at the end and just talked to their daughter and the mom and the other Indian lady that was staying with them and told them Minnie. how nice they were. Yes, Minnie. So, yeah. Um, yeah, until next time. In, enjoy uh, whatever happens with the election. Um, remember, you can always go vote again uh, in the next election. So if it doesn't turn out your way, get involved. 
get involved locally. Uh, when, when we have primaries and caucuses, get involved, uh, become members of those. You'll have a big impact. Um, and we'll talk about more of that stuff as it comes up in a, in a year or two because we're going to be around forever. I mean, this was episode 128. Not a single fucking repeat, not a single missed week, and no damn bests of, best ofs. Because, quite frankly, <laughs> those are probably too much work, uh, if I'm being honest to do. <laughs> I don't know if I want the effort of, of doing a best of. That's a splicing lot of Splicing together everything. I mean, splicing is okay. It's actually marking and finding all those those segments. So, having done that for Peter and sent him a whole huge chunk of stuff. Oh, did you finally get that? Yeah, what the hell, Peter? Yeah, you that, need to send us some I more messages. That, I did that forever ago. He probably he's has. He's a busy dude. I know. He's yeah, been he's, in France. Is he still in France doing that thing? He's back and forth. That thing. <laughs> it's, a, it's like a multi-million a dollar War fucking One garden thing. Garden. I thought yeah. I saw a post about the grand opening of it. Well, and stuff's been in French, so I just look at the pretty pictures yeah, and, and put and hit the heart. The and guy's move fucking along. talented. So yeah, he is. Uh, anyway, um, happy election. Uh, thanks for voting. Um, it will be inaugurated on Veterans Day. Yes. And, oh, uh, my birthday. Oh, that is freaking cool. That's really cool. They're doing it for your birthday, babe. I know. <laughs> I found, I was talking to a guy today at work uh, on the phone. He was helping me do some IT crap for work. And he's like, hey, thanks for telling me that November is awesome for being born in because they have that on my signature line. And I was like, so uh, have you had your birthday yet? And he goes, no, it's on Sunday. And I'm like, are you kidding? And he goes, no, why? And I'm like, that's what my birthday is. He goes, no, it isn't. I go, it's Veterans Day. He's like, oh, it is. Your birthday is the same day as mine. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Please share. Uh, feel free to leave comments uh, and reviews. And, uh, yeah, hopefully the Democrats have won. <laughs>